That came with a 99 rating. Like, you know, that's a coveted thing to have like a 99 rating when you come out of Madden. Yeah, that's the Holy Grail. Yes, yeah, Holy Grail. And they have four players that had it in Madden 20. Okay. Um, can you guess who those players were? Um, Russell Wilson. No. Tom Brady. No. Uh, Julio Hones. Also, no. There's a receiver on that list, but it's not Julio, jo- Julio Jones. It was Aaron Donald from the um, Los Angeles Rams, huh. Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears, okay. Bobby Wagner from the Seattle Seahawks, and okay. DeAndre Hopkins from the Houston Texans. Wait, DeAndre Hopkins of formerly of the oh, Houston, Houston Texans. Texans? Yeah, before right. he got traded for two Lunchables and a Capri Sun. Uh huh. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah, that guy. The guy that you gave up. For basically, like they gave him up for a lick or a piece of gum. How does that make you feel? Um, uh, not good, not good, not good at all. It's coming uh, to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. I don't understand like how you do something like that and then keep your job. That is a trade that Madden wouldn't even allow. Like you couldn't make that trade on the game. They they would deny it. Yeah, for some reason, Bill O'Brien was okay with it. Uh, I don't. And it's like, I remember Michael Irvin came out and said that uh, there were some personal things as to why the trade happened. And it sounds like mess, but I believe it because there's no other reason why you trade a receiver like that. There's no other reason why you do it. It doesn't make any sense in the world to me. Like, and I'm not even, I'm not even like a Texans fan. I don't fuck with the Texans. And it's for these reasons why I don't fuck with the Texans. How do you look? It's it's really strange whenever you have a move like this happen, and usually there's always like a hot take guy, like a Skip Bayless or like a Max Kellerman, that or even Stephen A. will come and tell you why it's a good thing. No one said it's a good thing. Like everyone's all like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" Yeah, yeah. Like no one's like, "Oh, this, I I see how this is a good move." You traded him for basically like some partially used Tic Tacs. Like, I don't know what you were thinking when you did this. Um, well, I, for one, took no solace in this because of the current situation that our world is facing. Right. However, under normal circumstances, between this and them cheating Astros, I, I would be bathing in the tears of Houston sports fans. Like a, like a shower? Like just being like a, in a shower? No, just... it'd be more like a, it'd be more like a Scrooge McDuck diving into a pile of just, money like i would just i would just have a room just a giant vault filled with tears. tears yeah texan and astros tears and i would just dive into it and just like just swim in that salty water and then i would be able to re- retain my youth from yeah. all of that but i can't do it because you know we live in a middle of pandemic but otherwise i'd be very happy about this ducktails woo <laughs> He just dumps in that like pile of coins. He he never got injured. I have to say, you're very well kept for someone who who should be more like you should be red. I'm not a Texans fan. Hot. No things like I'm not a Texans fan. But it's disrespectful. The disrespect. That's what it is. The the utter disrespect for DeAndre Hopkins. Because like it's not like I'm I fuck with Texans like that hard. But even even if you're not a Texans fan, 
like you have to look at what DeAndre Hopkins done here, especially after that story that came out where they talked about like his mom being in the stands, mm-hmm. and she can't, and she was blinded by an attack, and every time every touchdown he gets, he gives to his blind mom in the stands, and you trade him because apparently like you're worried about his baby mamas around. Yeah, the and, baby mothers that he takes care of and right. provides for. What and, business is that of yours? Like if if they're taken care of and the kids taken care of, what do you have to do? What does it do with you? The Texans have had. I would would you say three generational talents on their team throughout their 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 history? I would say they have they yeah I think um, Andre Johnson Andre Johnson is one um, I think they, I think they have a few now I, I'll say JJ Watson one mm-hmm. um, I think Deshaun Watson could be one he's sure he's turning out to be one so far like I'm I think sure. if he if he chooses a trajectory he for sure is one yeah and DeAndre Hopkins and then what about um, what was his face from the the defensive Mario Williams. Was it, was it him? I don't know if that. I don't know if that. No, Clowney. Clowney. Wasn't he? Davion Clowney. I Davion mean, Clowney. That, wasn't he supposed to be like really good, but he got hurt? Yeah. I mean, I think the track, I think the, he's still, and he's still producing now, but I think the jury's still out on him. Okay. I mean, I, I don't want, I don't want to say, like, I think he's still, he's a productive. Let me wrong. I don't Point think, is, you guys have shit to show for it. The Texans are just, they, they just want. How do you to fuck lose. that up, dude? I don't know. I don't, he's arguably like, he's, he's, he's arguably. One of the two most valuable people on your offense. On your offense, you got to the playoffs and you lost to the, to the Super Bowl champs, basically. Yeah. So you're not that far up. How do you trade um, a generational talent like DeAndre Hopkins, who arguably arguably the best receiver in the league? Like you I really argue that? Arian, I didn't think so. Arian Foster said he has the best hands that he's ever seen. I've heard that too. It's like, and I said, man, think so too. Yeah, <laughs> man, think so. They don't hand out those ninety nine ratings for nothing. They willingly. gave, it, yeah, like they, and you trade him for David Johnson, who no no respect to David Johnson. Like I don't know, he's been injured. He's he's been injured, so he hasn't been able to be on the on the field that much. But he's basically a running back in a in a passing league now. Like like it's a passers league now. You didn't even give him. You didn't give him for like a top tier running back in the future and some draft picks. You gave away a generational. Receiver talent. I hate to see Houston lose talent like that. Like just as Houstonian, I just hate to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny how the NBA and the NFL have sort of paralleled each other with the way that the game has metamorphed, metamorphosized over the years. You know, now you see a lot more running quarterbacks, and you see a lot more passing, and a lot more yardage attempts. Whereas it's about points in yeah, offense. it's about it's about points. Yeah, and uh, you know, the NBA is you know a game that lives and dies by the three now. Right. Um, what do you think the NFL, or I'm sorry, what do you think the Texans are going to do? Assuming we get another football season, <laughs> right. how do you think they're going to do? Like, what do you, what's your on record prediction for their record this upcoming season? They, I mean, they're going to do what they always do. Like, they're not going, they're not going to be better. Eight and eight. If you're lucky, that 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 elusive eight and eight spot. If you're lucky, are they going to be the new Chargers where they just go somehow end up going six and? Six and ten, and somehow squeak into the playoffs. No, because the Chargers, you couldn't really explain why they did that because they are they are they brought the same talent back they had before. This time, you can really point to one person and say, "You fucked this up." <laughs> like it's like, how does he keep his job after this? I don't know. I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't understand why Texans fans are. Well, actually, they're not. Let me not, let me not take that back because no one's happy with this. Like, yeah. uh, like from what I've seen, like no Texas are. Just yeah, it's like, just everyone, universally. Universally, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? It's just Bill O'Brien thinking that he's Bill Belichick. Like you're the wrong. That's not. That's not the right Bill. <laughs> you're not the right Bill. What you, the fuck was that? <laughs>
This, you're not the right Bill. This like that's. I mean, you may have worked with him, but you're not him. Not even, you have nothing to even show for it. Not like, even a dollar bill. How fucking dare you? You like at least Bill has six rings. Bill Belichick has six rings to, so far. He, like why he does things, he has six rings. He can like just hold up his hand and say, "This is why I'm doing this." You have nothing to show for that. Also, Belichick is kind of like the whisperer for, you know, disregarded talent throughout exactly. the league. Exactly. Like that's where. That's next know, man up. That's like, next man up. That's next man up. They don't have that here. Like I mean, I, th- I I'm not even disrespecting the. I don't want to say that disrespect towards the people that are playing for Texans right now, because I don't, because they don't deserve anything for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to shit on the on Will Fuller or any of the of the receivers that are on the Texans. Cause right. It's not about them. It's just like you have this generous talent here, and you're dropping him for dumb shit. Like it doesn't make sense. Like you, like I think he said he compared. He said the last person he met in that. And that kind of like light was Aaron Hernandez. Like the only thing that makes oh. this make sense is that if he has dead bodies. I, re- I remember hearing that and I was like, wait, what did he say to him? Unless he's murdered someone, this doesn't make sense. Bill O'Brien told him that he'd never had a conversation like this where he called uh, DeAndre Hopkins into the office to, com- I guess, reprimand him for his behavior. I guess. Since Aaron Hernandez. And the gag is you didn't cut Aaron Hernandez. Oh, that's a good point. Like you didn't cut him. He's still staying on the team. <laughs> so what are we talking about? I wonder what he had to like say to Aaron Hernandez. Like what kind of shit was he like, listen, <laughs> we know you got bodies out there, <laughs> but we're going to look the other way because you know, you went, you went hard the last three games. You played really great. So you keep up this product productivity and you know, maybe we'll help you. Quack, quack. We, we, we don't know. Like beat these charges. Who's Odin Floyd? We know that guy. We don't know. We don't know anything about him. Uh, pretty crazy. I, for one, you know, I'm still not watching the NFL, but I, for one, hope that uh, DeAndre goes off in Arizona. Yeah. I hope that um, when people talk about people being loyal to franchises and people acting like, you know, they should do it for the team and do it for the franchise, you should re- you should, you should really just remember this kind of thing because DeAndre Hopson put on for Houston. That's all he did. He came in, but he, he came in like just a rookie behind Andre Johnson was still here. And he worked his way up to be And he did a lot of great shit for the city. Great shit for the city. Like he never got in trouble. No. Just came in, balled out year after year after year. And what did he get for it? He got traded for a fucking ham sandwich. So everyone talk about like so whenever anyone says gets mad about players I'm holding out for extra money or holding out because they just want to do right for the contract. Remember this shit, because it, he did nothing. You know what? That's a great point because we've seen possibly the most loyal player in recent memory leave his franchise. Yeah. TB. TB12. 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 He's a buccaneer now. Giselle's husband <laughs> is going to fucking Tampa Bay, dude. Tampa Bay. You know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> WrestleMania was supposed to be in Tampa Bay uh, coming up. Oh, yeah. And Rob Gronkowski is going to be hosting WrestleMania. Man. Can you imagine if they brought out Brady in Tampa Bay, that's probably in the works. That's probably in the works. Like, there's no Ooh, way that doesn't happen. Like, that reaction would have been like he's nuts, coming out and the, he's, he's gonna he, he was bringing him out in the in the in the um Tampa Bay jersey and everything. That why was do you think? Happen. Why do you think he chose Tampa Bay? I mean, I just think that you know he's a player that and they they had the weapons there for him. Like the, the thing about Tom Brady in his last season at Patriots was that he didn't have that much help there. There were a lot of injuries there, and everyone was and I mean he was he was 42, but I think he could still. Do things, but he also needed help. So, a lot of highlights of Tom Brady yelling at his teammates on the bench. Right. So, I, I, and I think that he just needed more help there, and I think the Patriots just didn't 
were or probably weren't. I don't know if they were in a position to give him help or what. I think that I, from my, and from my history with him and the Patriots, I don't know if they just. I don't think they want to fuck him over because he's been there for like he's been, he's been there for so long, and they've and they've kind of built that franchise around him anyway. Dude, they he took that franchise from being a joke with their orange sickle jerseys. Yeah. And turned them into one of the most hated organizations in the sports. Yeah, I mean the two of them together right. for sure, but one of them right. couldn't exist without the other. And I think exactly. this is going to be a great, great. I mean, I know yeah. Brady's forty two, but yeah. this is going to be a great way to see how good they are individually. And, uh, yeah, and, I, and like I want to, I want to put like asterisks on that because everyone's like kind of say this is how we see if they are uh, yeah. um, apart. But I'm like I don't know. I think it's too late in the game to say that this is like an accurate picture of that. Yeah. Well, because, it's going to be more. It's going to be more telling for Belichick than it yeah, is for Brady. definitely more telling for Belichick. Than Brady. But I think we've already seen that because we saw what he did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, also we did. Also we did it with Matt Castle. Hey, Matt Castle. Yeah, so I mean, so I mean, I think that he's going to be fine. Like his legacy is going to be fine. Right. But this is going to be. How long did Brady sign on for in Tampa Bay? I think two years. Two years, fifty million. <sighs> That's pretty amazing. I mean, it's a pretty amazing contract right there. It is like twenty-five million dollars a year. When you got six range, you can negotiate that kind of shit. Jesus Christ! It's like, um, I'm the goat. Is this going to drive you back to watch? Check back. I mean, the, the musical chairs, and then yeah. like it's it's definitely inter- it's the most interesting thing we have. A lot of moves happen, man. It's the most interesting we have in sports since no one's doing anything. Right Another now. loyal loyal guy in uh, Los Angeles, Philip Rivers. Yeah, Outski. Outski, two of the Colts took Andrew Luck's place. Yeah, and he's also he's also like long in the tooth. Yeah, no, he's probably. I'm, were they the same draft class? They weren't the same draft class. I don't think so. Um, Philip Rivers, I thought for sure was going to die a Charger. Yeah, like he was. He was one of those ones that you know. He was like the uh, the Dan Marino of our day. You he know, put like on for the, he put, put on, on for the city, too. put up numbers, never won, never won a ring, and yeah. was kind of just stuck in limbo there in yeah. in Charger land. Just put up numbers and had a bunch of fucking kids. A ton of kids. He has like seven kids, right? I forgot how many. He has like like he don't like condoms ain't a thing. I bet you his coach doesn't complain about his baby moms. I'm sure, but they got one. But all them kids running around, I was like, damn kids. Hey, get the fucking dick wrangle these fucking crotch goblins out of here, man. Get out of here. Shit. Stop touching shit. Stop playing with the ropes. Get off the ropes. (laughs) Cheryl or whatever (laughs) fucking name is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he moved around. Who else moved around? Uh, Todd Gurley. Todd fucking Gurley, highest paid running back in the league. Got cut. Out of here. Out of here. When, and now he's in Atlanta. Some mad musical chairs in this bitch, man. It's not a great sports city, Atlanta. No. So unfortunately. Because it's a great city otherwise. It's a, everything else is great. Everything else is great. Sports wise, yeah, they've been missing. They've been missing out. It's like the Black Mecca. Yeah. Who else moved around? Any other moves? Any other moves to, to, to note? I think I forgot where Melvin Gordon went. He's not a Charger anymore either, though. Melvin Gordon is no longer a Charger. Yeah, I don't forgot where he went though. Um, James Winston uh, left. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is left. now a Panther, and Cam Newton is out in the market. Yeah, he's out in the wind. I don't know where he's gonna go. He's not happy about it though. Cam Newton. If you had to, all right, let's 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 pontificate. Let's guess where does Cam Newton go? I say the New York Jets. Wow. Only because that's where quarterbacks kind of go when they don't really have any direction. Or they go to die. That too. Yeah. And Cam Newton, not to say that he's old, but, you know, he's not exactly that, you know, 
spring chicken that he was. I don't wish the Jets on him though. Like, a, like a t- I don't wish any of the Jets on anyone. I don't. <laughs> What's the Jets on? I mean, he has, he has. They have Sam. They have Sam Donald though. They have Sam Donald there though. Okay. So I don't think he's going to the Jets. What does that mean? Sam, Sam Donald. What does that mean to the Jets? We're talking about. Listen, Ed. You can't deal in rational thought you, you, when if, you talk about New York look, sports. Look, you cannot. Listen, take it right. from me, okay? Nothing is out of the question. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, okay? Thank you, Kevin Garnett. I'm just saying, we could really be in a world, we could live in a world where Cam Newton is a New York Jet. It seems very unnecessary. It seems very unnecessary. However, <laughs> and not only would he be a New York Jet, he'd be a backup. Also, I want to say, like, because you got to pay him still. You got to pay him to sit on the bench. It's uh, it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question, but like if the Jets, like if the Jets um do that, then what the Jets should do is they should just go to a Madden tournament mm-hmm. and pick whoever wins and have them run the team. Have them be the offensive coordinator, or just no, have them run the fucking have them be general oh. manager. <laughs> because like clearly you can't do what like you're to have Cam Newton on your bench and pay him that much to sell the bench behind Sam Darnold, yeah. a quarterback who's younger than him. That makes no sense in the world. Well. It would make even more sense if the other New York team, which I won't name, uh, <laughs> would sign a quarterback because they kind of need one. Because uh, old old Danny stack of dimes for a neck, he ain't doing it. He ain't gonna get it done. Go and on, I think we, go, we go, no, no Daniel Jones now. No. I mean, I thought that was the future. Everyone loved it. I mean, look. I mean, after one game, the jury's out. The ju- I, no, it is not. Ed. Is it? Is it? It is not. They have come back and they've <laughs> they've given their verdict, and the verdict is. Not we, the, we the we the city of New York find Daniel Jones like guilty of being trash. Damn, that's rough, man. Listen, man, I'm telling you, unsweet iced tea, black coffee, New York sports. I don't like that. I don't like that saying. No, listen, unsweet iced tea, okay. black coffee, New York sports. These are the reasons why people from the East Coast are so bitter. Uh, I drink black coffee every day. Uh, I drink unsweet iced tea with my lunch. I think, like, and I pay attention to New York sports. The thing is, like, the thing about unsweet iced tea is like it was. It, it doesn't come out sweet. That's why I don't. I hate what they call it unsweet. It's like you don't have. You don't well, listen, down sugar. here in Texas, you have to yeah, make that I distinction. Know, That's I the only. Know. Before I moved here, I it like was it. just iced tea. Yeah, I don't like it either. But I have to make that distinction because everybody down here like their sweet tea. I get that. I'll take a tea. Would you like sweet or unsweet? Uh, I'll just take the way that it comes naturally from out of the ground. Thank no, you. I get that. No, I Thank like you very much. As a, as, a, as a Texan, it never makes sense to me either. No, it doesn't. It doesn't but make sense. Years and years of saying, like, do you have unsweet iced tea? Like, it's just, just buried it into my mind. You don't extract the sugar from it. It's just iced tea. Same thing with coffee. Like, you can't decaf a coffee. You can't. You can't. You can't have decaf coffee. Yeah. I'm sorry. What you're getting is low trace amounts of caffeine. Just, yeah. But it's not not there. You should say like low. So you just better just drink just drink water. You could say uncaffeinated. That'd be better off than saying uh, like that'd be like better off than saying sure unsweetened. But it makes more sense than unsweetened because you don't have to uns- you don't have to take sugar out of tea. For all you Texans out there and all you Southerners out there listening that don't speak uh, normal, I'm talking about unsweetened iced tea. Yeah, regular, out of the earth, tastes like dirt iced tea. Yeah, it's just, you can call it sweetened ice, sweet iced tea. Yeah, you should call you it. You call that. it that. You love your sweet and iced tea. You love your Houston Texans. Yeah, you love your Houston Texans and your cheating ass ass. Yeehaw! Hey, so uh, speaking of Southerners, 
acting real dumb. People out in Florida are acting real, real dumb. Or they're just acting like Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just, I think there's something happening that, like, when you cross over the borders into Florida, like, the heat or maybe, like, the humidity or something, it, it seeps into your brain and it affects all of your decision making. I think that what happens when you go to Florida is that it's kind of like when you go into, like, a courthouse and they have you, like, chicken things. Like, you have to check your brain. In like this box, and like you'll get it when you leave. Yeah, it's like sitting there in a jar. Yeah, it's just sitting in a jar. Like, like a pickle, wait, like a pickle wait, jar. Your your skull's kind of heavy. Yeah. So let me check that, and it just really like, give me that. All right, you're good to go. Go ahead. Dateline. Video of spring breakers saying coronavirus won't stop me from partying sparks viral condemnation. A recent video released released by CBS News on Wednesday shows a number of spring breakers in Miami, Florida, downplaying concerns about the COVID-19 outbreak has sparked viral criticism online. In the video, college spring breakers share their frustrations with the news network over the way the outbreak has impacted their way of life in recent weeks. Quote, quote, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars and the beach, one person, Brianna Leader, said How about not to, die, you asshole? <laughs> said to the network. And they're closing all of it. Um, you want to play the video? Absolutely. All right, let's play this video. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing way too much. Doing us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty. And we need to address yes, that. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go. But like we're here, I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party. So it's kind of disappointing, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot. So we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but we're going to make the best of we're it. Enjoying we're enjoying ourselves. It sucks. And I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best trip we can. We're all these people already look sick. Like, they already look like they've just been, I mean, it's it's pretty, you know, run of the mill for South Beach, but they've been, really? Seriously? Into the microphone, you're going to put the ringer on the phone? How long have we been doing this? A thousand I mean, we're closing in on like, you know, 75 episodes. Sorry. Ringer. A thousand times. Thought it was on. A thousand. Give me 50 push-ups right now. <laughs> <laughs> Drop and give me 50. Um, no, I mean, listen, okay. I saw this video a lot yeah. this week. And the one piece of commentary that I had to agree with on this is that these are not millennials. These are the generation after millennials. Because I know, me personally, I would not want to go to spring break. I have no business being at spring break right now. So, you know, I get it that you want to blame millennials for all the world's problems right now, but these are not them. Look. This is whatever the 
term is for the people after this. Look, I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't give a fuck a Gen X, Gen Z, whoever. I don't give a fuck who it is. We're running out of letters. I don't give a fuck who you're talking about or who this or who you want to label this as. My thing is, it's like, is chlamydia and herpes not enough for spring break? You have to get the corona too. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about like that. you're getting all that already. Maybe they're going for maybe that they're trying video, to. That I can smell the gonorrhea in that video. Hey now, listen. Like, hey, we're talking, and hey, we yet like is that not that's not enough for you? That's not enough for you. Maybe you they're trying to, to bat more? for the cycle. You have to, maybe they're trying to just you know check it off the list. You know what I mean? Check check just like um, like I got that clap. Check, check that one off. Got that herpes. Got that's, the herp. Check that's a life, a lifetime. That's gonna, that's gonna um, yeah. We're just gonna continue that one on. Yeah, that's gonna be that, that's that's gonna keep coming. That's like I'm gonna be on a, on a return tour. Yep. We'll keep that going. Got that chlamydia. Check. Yeah. That's cleared up. That'll right. be eighty dollars at the clinic. I already know that. Yeah. Check. Cool. Got it. It's COVID nineteen. Let's see if we can harbor this. See how this yeah, feels out. This rolls. That's, I, I don't care who this is. Like I don't care what generation you put this towards. It's just like niggas say, "Yo, I at home." Like why? Like why the fuck are you out? You can do this two months later. Like I was saying, my my birthday is in April. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be doing shit because I'm probably gonna be inside because everything's gonna be closed. That's fine. I'll celebrate this shit in fucking November. I don't care. Oh, you know what you should do. You should have like a like a wave of birthday parties. Yeah. Like you have your birthday party here, like in your crib, but you only invite like seven people at right. a time. So you have seven people come and they party for like an hour and yep. then they leave. Yeah. And then the next wave of people come in and they come in and they party. Yeah. That way you're doing the social distancing and you're also following the restrictions. No, nah, on... I'm not even doing it like that. Like I hear what you're saying and that sounds cool, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait until this thing passes. I'm just going to have a wave of fucking parties. Like I'm just, I'll just I can just do it. And different months because oh you're gonna party like a bad bitch that's what you're gonna say you're exactly gonna say, it's my birthday month motherfucker no fuck that it's my birthday year because I post on my birthday now and I can't I can celebrate like I did this for the good of the people I feel you I did it for the good of the people so I now I, I can I can just really stress the fuck out of this yeah like why are you celebrating your birthday in November because we're quarantined in April and I was doing it for the good of everyone <laughs> I was thinking about everybody so and so in order to congratulate myself so everyone's not dead I'm gonna have a birthday from like. From like May till November, like December twenty fourth, and then I'm gonna have Christmas. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling. I'm right back after that. Hey, you know who I'm thinking about during this whole coronavirus epidemic? Sex workers, my favorite people on earth. I think there are a lot of people's favorite people on earth. Mm-hmm. They're the, they're the unsung heroes. Dateline: Sex workers breaking bracing for income loss during coronavirus pandemic. As COVID-19 escalates globally, sex workers who depend on in-person appointments are considering camming to supplement their income. Um, I just want to say, if you haven't been camming, now is definitely the time to start. Now is certainly the time to start. You're quarantined. You ain't got shit to do. You got to be at home anyway. Just like... Health, like health, the healthcare um, organizations, like going into telehealth, they're doing the sale online. Same shit with like um, with porn. Same shit, same energy. Same energy. As the novel coronavirus continues to spread globally, many sex workers are gearing up to take a financial hit. Quote: A lot of sex workers are freaking out right now," said Andrea Wehern, 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 a thirty-year-old stripper based in Toronto. T dot the six. Yep. Rano. On Wednesday, the World Health Organization announced that coronavirus, or COVID-19, officially reached pandemic status. There are more than uh, 1,018 
118,000 COVID-19 cases in 114 countries with several governments and employees taking drastic... Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's gone up now. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of in-person sex work depends on intimate physical interaction. That's why sex workers say they are taking extra precautions to stay safe. They are also concerned that clients will temporarily stop booking appointments at least until the coronavirus dips. Um, did you see that video floating around? I don't know where the club is. I think it was in New York because this feels like some New York shit. But it was the girl bottle girls coming out with like bottles of giant bottles of Purell with sparklers attached to it. And they're like that. rubbing Purell on each other's asses and shit like that. Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it was real or if it was a parody, but... I hope it was a parody. I hope it was a parody, because that'd be brilliant. No, if it's a parody, it's hilarious. If it's, it's real, fuck, I'm so sad. That's really sad. So sad. But, you know, on the other side of that, in real talk, um, it's got to... I mean, yeah, you can't you can't do lap dances if you're supposed to be keeping a safe distance away from people. Can't, and Can't do lap dances. Can't give hand jobs. A lot of that shit you just can't do, man. Yeah, you can't do it. Um, you're too close. Can't get too close. So, I mean, all right. So, OnlyFans, there was a big OnlyFans leak a few weeks ago. I don't know if you heard about leak? that. Yeah. Like, so? like uh, somebody got into the system and released all the photos and videos from, like, tens of thousands of accounts. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, all the big names, like, all the big, you know, big, you know, big-time personalities on there, like, they all got their shit leaked out. Damn. Um, That's rough, man. So, it's not exactly the most surefire way to make sure that you can get some money, but, I mean, if you're comfortable with the idea of possibly having your nudes leak um to like reddit and 4chan or whatever like or only any chan. or any chan any chan 9 10 11 chan um only fans is definitely the way to go it does also premium snapchat there's premium snapchat although a little bit sketchier because there's not some verification involved right like you know you're, you're getting into that territory where you're just sending money to whoever you don't know yeah. and they're stealing nudes from somebody else that yeah. they found on OnlyFans. Um, yeah, this sucks, man. I don't I mean, know. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know any of you um, dabble in Ladies of the Night. I'm sure that like a lot of you probably don't. <laughs> but if you do, <laughs> if you do, and Ladies you think that and you have a regular that may be hurting, just hit up the cash app. Yeah. Time, you know what I'm saying? Just oh, man. Make. If you, really want, if you really want to get somebody's attention, yeah, it's possible to cost hit that cash hey, app. Just tag, hey, thinking of you. Yeah. I'll make sure you're okay. Take that, buy some beans or some dried rice. Beans? Or, I mean, we, 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 in, we in different times now, <laughs> we man. We are in different times. You, can, you might, like, a, 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 a bag of beans will go a long way. Sure will. That's what I'm saying. Sure will. So give, give her some of that bean money, some rice money, some broth money. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't see enough. I mean... Also, of course, shout out to the teachers and the healthcare workers and all those people out there. I'll say that, yeah, but yeah, but of course, yeah, but like we're not giving enough love to our friends in the adult entertainment industry yeah, during this they time, hurt, man. They and hurt. our friends in the independent wrestling industry that are hurting at this time. Yeah. Also, hit the hit their cash up. Hit their cash up. Buy some merch. Buy a t shirt. Buy a t shirt. I don't know. What ooh, it's, ooh maybe strippers and and dancers can you know start making merch. I don't think it was up. Just hit the cash app up. And yeah, you probably right. see him Hit later. that cash app. You tell me, see, tell you, see, you hit him up later. You been hitting that PlayStation? All day. What are you playing? Right now I'm playing uh, Shout Out Tomb Raider. Oh, nice. Yeah, because it has a lot of fish quests. So I can just get lost in that for a long time. You and about uh, 
tens of thousands of people across the world. Dateline! Gaming usage up 75% amid coronavirus outbreak, Verizon reports. Yeah, we're doing a lot of corona news today. I mean, it's everywhere. We can't... Don't know if you heard about this thing, yeah, but it's kind, it's kind of, of man, it's... at the forefront of all of our lives right now. Shit's getting real. Video streaming has also seen a bump up 12% during peak usage hours. As the coronavirus outbreak continues to spread and citizens have been encouraged to, quote, self-isolate, many are turning to gaming as they are kept indoors by the pandemic. According to Verizon, U.S. video game usage during peak hours has gone up 75% since the quarantine first went into effect last week. Meanwhile, video streaming has also increased by 12%. Overall, web traffic is up nearly 20%, but social media usage was flat. And I got to say, it's weird. it is weird, but I, myself, have found very little to no desire to be on my social media accounts. Really? Yeah. I've been like I've been on there to follow a lot of people. Like I, uh, like Cardi B has been very entertaining. Cardi B's been great. She's been very entertaining this entire um, the, uh, uh, this uh, quarantine. She's been great. Yeah, there's, very funny. There's been there's been there's been some some highlights there's for sure. Gems. Tony Baker, Tony always Baker, funny, always great, man. Um, but I find that just it gets stale. You know, like you pick up the phone. You scroll through and you check, you know, you hit a couple of likes, you double tap, you retweet or you share a link or two. And then you kind of put the phone down. And then if you were to pick it back up, like within, you know, 30 minutes to an hour again, you'd see just a lot of the same shit. You know, there's not a lot of new, fresh content coming because everybody's just kind of like dusty on their, you know, like nothing, there's nothing going on. There's nothing to talk about. I don't know. I follow a lot of comedians though. Yeah, there's a lot of comedians, but like, how many times can you hear the same jokes about coronavirus? It's not about coronavirus, though. Like, I think because like Tony Baker does like a lot of animal voiceovers. They're always funny. Yeah, they're always funny. Um, I think I follow I Marquis. Mm-hmm. He does like a lot of remixes to songs and shit. That's he did the coronavirus thing with Cardi B. It is a lot of other stuff too. That it's just always funny. Yeah. Um, like it's just I think you just gotta follow different people. You know? What no, I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Up. I get you. But also like, I don't know. Canise. Uh, is it Canis or is it Canis? I don't know. Okay. I got. I really got to check with him. <laughs> I got to check with him. I don't want to keep putting his name. <laughs> I was gonna say like we pronounce it like different ways. We like, really do. We just gotta ask him. We gotta. Yeah, like, gotta can you put him. out a tutorial on how to say a name? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. For me, it's just like you know. I just I don't like staring at my phone. Like I'd much rather limit my time on my phone so that you know when I do look at it, there's stuff to look at i feel you i mean i feel that too because like between that and the playstation and like me doing at home workouts mm-hmm. i feel like it's it's like i feel like i'm in like a, a very very nice jail cell yeah it's like this is a nice like I, it's not it's a, it's a like i can't leave you're in jail in like sweden yeah it's really nice like yeah. i have a lot of space here so i'm just like literally like the other day i walked four miles in here just pacing <laughs> i swear to god like i had my phone on me and i walked four miles just pacing around my um room i was watching I had like um, I had Dirty Money on Netflix. And yeah. I was just pacing around my fucking thing, like counting up the miles. That was just pacing around all the shit went on. I, I was, don't know if I should be proud or if that's a little pitiful. I mean, it's, four you, miles is a long. Call it what you want. Dude. I don't care. Like that's what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing this. For, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for everyone out there. So I'm not out there right. infecting people. I'm doing it for you. He's a if hero. You're listening, I'm a hero. Exactly. I'm in here. I'm missing my birthday and shit. I'm pacing around my fucking apartment i'm here doing push-ups and shit like i'm on lockdown ready to, 
Like I, was like, I feel like I'm ready to just dominate the rec yard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be the yard father. Right. According to a new report from Stream Elements and Arsenal.gg, which monitor usage in the live streaming industry, global viewership has increased over the past week on multiple platforms. Comparing the most recent weekend and Monday to the same time frame the previous week, Twitch viewership increased 10% and YouTube gaming went up by 15% both of which reflect the popularity of the live streaming medium now that people are consuming higher volumes of entertainment from home. That's another avenue you could do if you are short on cash. You can just get into that streaming world. Yeah. Start raking in some dough, some yeah. sweet coins, some scratch. I don't know if I'm good enough to, to stream, though. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm nice with the sticks, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I'm good enough to, like, to stream. I don't think you have to be nice. Like, I think you just have to be kind of... Funny. Yeah, engaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we'll see. And if there's anything that this podcast has taught you, sir... People want to know what you got to say. It's true. Maybe I might, I might, I might go into the avenue. Maybe. Um, continuous, continuing our Corona talk for the week and rounding things up. Dateline. Representative Andy Briggs, or is that Republican? Does REP mean representative? Or representative. Republican? Representative. Yes, yeah, okay. I think it's Andy Biggs. That's what I said, right? Did I say Briggs? Briggs? Oh, yeah, he put an R in there. Whatever. Well, I put an R in there because he's probably wrong. <laughs> Listen, well, I'm not, not going to do that either. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have that. Let it go. Representative Andy Biggs voted against coronavirus bill because it gives sick leave to same-sex partners. Yeah, we're still on this shit. Still on it. 2020. Still on that ass. Facing a, a pandemic. Arizona Republican Congressman Andy Biggs said during Monday radio interview produced by the conservative Christian group the Family Research Council, FRC for short, that he voted against the Families First Coronavirus Response Act on Saturday because it included provisions for domestic partnerships, including same-sex uh, same relationships. According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, the FRC has been labeled a hate group because of its fevered, fevered, fervid? Is that a word? <laughs> I mean, go to hell. Why can't you just put in... All right, fine. <laughs> Fervid anti-LGBTQ stance. Let me read that sentence again because I think... <laughs> <laughs> According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, the FRC has been labeled a hate group because, <laughs> because of its... It's really bad. Because <laughs> it sucks. It's really bad stance. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not nice Because they're not nice people They're really bad people Biggs was one of the 40 Republicans who voted against the F FCRA Although the legislation <laughs> now, now it's just all coming off the rails It's all just <laughs> off the rails now Oh god uh, He voted against the FFCRA, although the legislation was ultimately passed by the House of Representatives. Language within the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act, which is part of the overall economic pack package, defines both the terms domestic partner and committed relationship. The term domestic partner with respect to an individual means another individual with whom the individual is in a committed relationship, read the legislation. Um. Okay. Don't you love how everyone, like, we're all about like helping everyone out in these, in these um 
troubled times. Oh, yeah. Thinking of others. We want to think of everyone. Empathy. Everyone out and make sure that everyone's doing good unless you're with that gay shit. Then if you're not... If you're not, if you're with that gay shit, then I won't care about you. Like, nah, dog, I ain't with that gay get, shit, dog. I ain't with that gay shit, bro. Nah, dog, I ain't with that butt stuff, bro. I ain't gonna be me, yeah, dog. Leave that shit out. Stay that shit away with me, dog. Nah, man, fuck all that. Here's the other thing too. Um, been seeing a lot of uh, pull yourself up by your bootstrap, by your bootstraps. Um, talk. Uh, you know, if you didn't plan ahead for uh, you know an emergency pandemic, you should have uh, changed your industry, or uh, maybe you didn't. You didn't work hard enough, or maybe you should have saved your money. Oh, I saw. I've I seen a lot of that. I saw your boy. Who's my boy? Braun Strowman. Oh yeah, that was a bad take. Your boy, Braun Strowman, was down on that on that same energy. Yeah, man. that was a bad take. He, he basically said, for Woo-hoo. anyone not paying attention, Braun Strowman is a professional wrestler with the WWE, and he said he's basically talking about indie wrestlers saying that you know, um, get a real job. So you weren't an indie wrestler ever before Braun Strowman? He was not actually. He went he? he went from strongman competitions. Okay, so that 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 was Rick Lee though, right? Like you <laughs> you're making mad money there, right? Here's a theory that I've heard that makes a little bit of sense. So he used to date this girl who's um she wrestles now for NWA, but she was like on the indie scene for a while. Okay. And they broke up and I guess you know, but back then he was, you know, super high on the indies. He was very supportive of independent wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Since they broke up, it's been a little salty. Okay. So I'm wondering if that plays into it a little bit. Like maybe this he was kind of sub sub captioning her. Ain't the time for subtweets, dog. It really is not. Ain't that the, you got you got direct energy at who was supposed to be because you're looking mad sus out here with that shit, bro. It's not a good look. It's a bad look. It's a very bad look. It's a bad look. Um, what do you like? What is his end game here? This rep- representative Andy Biggs. He's just a piece of shit. That's his end game. His end game is that he's a homophobic piece of shit. And I think that in this time, I think I think that in this time, it's not about black, white, brown, gay, straight. None of this matters. Like we're like this thing. This disease is indiscriminate. It doesn't matter. It doesn't care about who you are, or what you do, or where you're from. Like if you get it, you might lose your life. And I think that this and this act was to help people that are being strained because you can't go to work because everyone's trying to be safe. And the fact that you would say you're not going to sign it because it doesn't help same-sex people is like. Or same-sex relationships, it's like, what the fuck is that? Like, you're just a piece of shit. I don't know how else to even. There's no else to, no no else to cut that. Like, it's just that these a same-sex a person same-sex relationship is still a human life. If they get if, if they get through if they if they can't go to work they can't eat they're still struggling because they're trying to keep people safe. Like they could if you because if you keep this from them, and they say like, oh you're a same-sex so you can't get um paid sick leave. Guess what? They have to go to work, which means guess what? That person can get this virus and give it to someone else. And so they can give to someone who they can give to someone who's like a, a, who's who's a who's a wholesome Christian. They can get this thing from that person. So what are you talking about? You're just a piece of fucking shit, and you're not thinking about anyone but your own like your your tunnel vision ass views. So last week we profiled Pamela McGee. I don't know if she goes by Pamela or Pam. Junk in the trunk. Um, <laughs> But we decided that we were going to do some more profiles on great, incredible, amazing women. This is Women's Month. Because it's Women's Month. It's been kind of a trash Women's Month, to be honest with you. It's been a trash year. It's been a trash year. And we're only in March. Only, not even through with March. Like It's been two and, and a half even months, a, we're dude. Not even, we're not even a quarter in, dog. Yeah. And it's a leap year. Like It should be a celebration. Yeah. Like We have an extra day of this shit. A whole extra day of Black History Month can we, that we did can we nothing make for it. Can we make leap year next year? 
Can we just like yeah, we just redo it twenty ninth and just redo it next year? That'd be awesome. I could just tack it on to another day. Yeah. God damn. So Ugh. this this today this week we're gonna profile two because we didn't do one the, the week before the prior the previous week because we are hacks and frauds. Yep. We don't plan ahead. Nope. Do you know who Beth Ann Harrison is? Hardens. Oh god, Jesus. This has been this it's been rough. It's been rough. Beth Ann Hardinson. Hardison. 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 <laughs> Beth Ann Hardinson. Why can't I say that? Why can't I say it without the end? Why do you put the N in there? I don't know. It just it keep Beth Ann Hardinson. <sighs> it's just whatever. Beth Ann Hard Ison. Yes, Hard Ison. Hard Ison. Do you know what she is? Do you know what that is? Uh the last name sounds familiar? Yes. You wouldn't you would know her son. Yeah. Her son is Kadeem Hardison. 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 Jesus Christ. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wayne. From. The flip, of, flip of glasses. Yep. From different world. Iconic. Yeah. I wanted a pair of flip up glasses so bad when I was a kid. I think you could, like, you could rock those now. I could rock to. them now. Yeah. And I probably will. If I find a pair, I probably will. Like, that's going to be probably. If we're allowed to go outside during the summer, that's going to be the summer wave. So look. Um, but Beth Ann is a star in her own right because Beth Ann is a fashion model and activist. And she is one of the first high profile black models. And her appearance at the 1973 Battle of Versailles fashion show was, uh, you know, like a moment in time. Like if you talk to people, like Battle of Versailles, the fashion show, um, it was, it was a one-off event, so it wasn't like a repeat thing. So I was going to say it's like the Super Bowl of fashion events, but it really is not even that. Like, it'd be more like, um, you know, like uh, freaking, uh, 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 you know, Michael Jackson showing up at Summer Jam. Or I don't know, something. something <laughs> some kind of like iconic, singular moment in time. Um, the, Battle of Versailles, the Battle of Versailles took place in um, France? I don't know. But it was kind of like a uh, France versus America um, fashion show. So they uh-huh. had like the French designers go up against the American designers, and the American designers brought out black models for the show. And it kind of just surprised everybody and took everybody by like it, it was just you know <gasps> unprecedented. Negroes, like yes, yes and no. Like it was unprecedented because yeah. there weren't any black runway models, right? So like people just weren't used to seeing that. So I was spot on with what I just said. <gasps> Negroes, yeah, but more of like a <gasps> Negroes, more of like a not like a shock and awe, but more like a, oh, this is this oh, is nice. cool, yeah, oh, cool. Negroes, that's what's up. Negroes. Uh, she's from Brooklyn, okay. So already, shout out to Brooklyn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And she attended New York University Art School and the uh, FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology, but did not graduate from either. Mm. Uh, for a brief period, she worked as a corrections officer. A corrections officer. Like, oh, like Rick Ross. <laughs> at the Bedford Hills Correctional Facility. Cool. And she also worked in the uh, garment district of, uh, in, in New York as a saleswoman in the 60s, which is like a big part of her uh, origin story. Right. I'm sure that that probably got you into the fashion. Well, in 1967, I'm having a real struggle today with the, right. the S's. It's all right. Um, she was discovered by African-American designer Willie Smith and began working for Smith as a fitting model, soon crossing over into runway and then doing print. So she was the one that, like, when Willie would design, 
you know, she would be the one standing there making sure like all the clothes fit a certain way. And then yeah. eventually she worked her way up to on the runway and then into print. Um, Beverly Johnson, Iman, Pat Cleveland. Those are her contemporaries. Oh, wow. In, in, in the terms of like breaking through, breaking down the barriers in, oh. in fashion in the 1970s. You know, they were in Harper's Bazaar and Vogue and Allure. Uh, in 1973, like I said, she was in the uh, the the fashion show, and that is when like everything just kind of like mm. skyrocketed. Like they 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 stuck the rocket to her, and um, she joined uh, Click. It was a startup modeling agency in 1980 as a booking agent, where she produced fashion shows, um, handled public relations for fashion design houses, and became a tr- contributing editor at several magazines. So now she's like deep in the shit. Mm. So she's now controlling who gets what shine you know what i'm saying so now she can look out for black models and brown models and asian models and you know people that were you know overlooked previously but because she was who she was and she was able to build up her name people are going to listen to her and say like okay we'll give this person a shot you know what i'm saying so she was very instrumental in making sure that the scope of fashion looked more like america and rather than just you know a very narrow lane gotcha you know what i'm saying um she then became an activist um in uh april 1999 she was honored with the first annual vibe style lifetime achievement award later that year magic johnson foundation you know him right right uh they presented uh hardison with a distinguished service award the black alumni of the Pratt Institute honored Harrison Hardison <laughs> with a 2003 Lifetime Achievement Award. In 2012, she received a Women of Power Legacy Award from Black Enterprise and became a Frederick Douglass Award recipient in 2013 for her work in promoting, promoting diversity in fashion. So there you go, man. Right. Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks, uh, who else? Chanel, Chanel, they all got her to thank for right opening up the the doors. Slita Ebanks. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, that's woman number one. All right, you ready to hear about woman number two? Absolutely. Possibly, you could make the argument for being one of the most important people in hip hop history. Talking about Faith Newman. No, I'm not talking about Faith Evans, the wife of former rapper Biggie Smalls, who you may be confusing with because the name Faith is very uncommon. Right. I'm talking about Faith Newman. Faith Newman is a longtime music executive who started at Def Jam Records in 1987. That's right, 1987. Oh yeah, it's also not the um, soap. Opera's a character if you Google her, because that's where yeah. I found a lot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that either. No, you got to dig deep to find the story yeah. on Faith. Yeah, dig deep. So Faith Newman. Like, yeah, so I want to give that a little disclaimer too. Faith Newman was an intern when she got hired at uh, Def Jam in 1987. Um, she was responsible for basically making sure the T's were crossed, the I's were dotted, and the P's were cued. Um, she was the one that sent the music out to ASCAP and BMI to get published and she was the one that was responsible for making sure that the artists could perform their songs live and get paid for it. She was the one that while Russell Simmons was out scouting talent and Rick Rubin was producing records, she was the one that was making sure that 
Def Jam was operational from a business standpoint, making sure that they weren't, you know, going to go under so that they were able to find the talent to bring you the LL Cool J's and the Beastie Boys and the Run DMC's, you know what I'm saying? So that and that alone, <laughs> like that hurt, that singular contribution right there right. is super important for the, the longevity of hip hop because without Def Jam, we may not even be talking about this right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't stop there. It's not even close. She then went on to Columbia Records to be an A&R after she finished out with Def Jam. Left on good terms from what I understand. Do you know who she discovered when she was at Columbia Records? Uh, Take a guess. Take a wild guess. I could guess. Um, Sorry, I can't accept that. Yeah. Um, she heard a mix. She heard a mixtape, and on that mixtape was this song called "Live at the Barbecue." And on that mi- on that song "Live at the Barbecue," there was a verse by this kid out of Queensbridge. He went by the name Nasty Nas. She was like, "Where the fuck? Who is this? Who is this kid?" And so she had a connection with this guy named MC Search, who you may know from the rap group Third Base. And Search brought Nas, Nasty Nas, as he was known back then, to Faith at Columbia Records. And Columbia and uh, Faith went to the head at Columbia and said, listen, I know I'm new here, but you don't have to let me sign anybody else, but you have to let me sign this kid. And so she signed Nas to Columbia Records. And then from there, Nas went on to produce Illmatic, one of, if not the, most influential hip hop albums of all time. You could be done at that point, right? They could just be like, uh, mic drop, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you could be done. You could be done. Shaking the door, just boom. You're welcome. <laughs> um, she went on to uh, oversee artist and development for LL Cool J, Slick Rick, Jamiroquai. Remember them? <laughs> I do remember them. Still around, still making great music, by the way. Are they? Oh yeah. I haven't heard them in a while, man. Like I probably last time I heard anything from Jamiro Quas, like I was in middle school. Oh, look him up. Real man. talk. Look him up. Uh, Big L, rest in peace, and Miles Davis. Wow. Um. So, one of the things that I don't think gets talked about enough is women in hip hip hop, really, really and truly. Um, but Faith is an extreme example of that because she doesn't really do interviews. She doesn't really talk about this shit. And to like t- get her to talk about all the stuff that she does, like you almost have to like drag it out of her because she doesn't really float in that, that space. It's kind of like the Lear Cohen's of the world. I like that though. I love it. Cause it's like, I, cause that would mean, cause I'm not, I'm not, a, cause like fame is exhausting to me. It's just like, if she's getting paid good and she's doing what she loves and that's it. Yeah. That's all that matters. But she was deep into the shit. Like, she was in hip-hop. And this was early in the days when, like, if you were hip-hop, like, you were just hip-hop. Like, it wasn't, it was a, it it did have something to do with race, but it it wasn't like you were excluded because you were white or because you were Jewish. It was just, you had to just be in New York. You know what I mean? Like, you had to just be in the scene. And if you were just in the scene, then you were just, you were just a part of it. Yeah. Um. She also was in a rap group. She like she she had bars. She spit a couple of sixteens. I don't I don't think she was any good, but <laughs> she was there. Um, 
she also signed Nas, I should say this. She signed Nas at the time when like hip hop was starting to become more of a commercial asset. Like Hammer was coming into play and Vanilla Ice was there and they started integrating hip hop into more commercials. And she saw that and was like, yeah, this is cool, but we're missing that element of that, like that street shit, that raw shit. So she could have went off and found the next Vanilla Ice and, you know, got really successful through that. But instead she went to the streets. She went back to Queensbridge. Also, just uh, a side note, a lot of of rappers say that Hammer was street as fuck. Like Hammer was not the one to fuck with. Exactly. I don't want to put that out there. Oh, I yeah, no. I know we the pop, but like, no, Hammer was, from what I've heard, Hammer's about that life. He we was, do not want to put with. any disrespect no, on Hammer's name. We would not respect Hammer's all. name. We can't touch that. Yeah. Nope. 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 Sit there. You sit there in silence. You sit there and you think about what you just did. I can't believe you just said. You can't, we can't touch that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so it doesn't really start stop there for Faith Newman. Um, I'm trying to find what she did. Okay. I'm going to have to edit this out. For some like, reason, I'm going to go to Jekyll and Jekyll in my head now. He said, I talk about on ice and like pop shit. I can't get that out of my brain now for some reason. It's like I just keep hearing Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. That was a jam. Yeah. That was a jam. I mean, also, I was like, what, 10 when that came out? Right. Everything was a jam. So everything was a jam, especially right. if it came with Ninja Turtles. Right. Um, now I got to look for quality. Like, oh, his cadence is off. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do you know what Faith Newman is doing now? No idea. So Faith Newman is with... Uh, Reservoir Publishing. Okay. Do you know who signed recently? Not recently. Uh, with Reservoir Pub- Publishing. No. Your boys. Offset and Takeoff from the Migos. They are my favorite Migos. They. <laughs> you don't like Quavo. Quavo's good. I think he's a, he's a hook man though. Like if you want to take my people that can flow, yeah. And like the rappers of um of of Migos is Offset and Takeoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, she still has her ear to the streets, uh, and she still is out here making she, sure that people are getting their money. She sees a talent, and she sees a talent. Because I think because I, I the, the Migos are often written off as like a pop group, like poppy almost, mm-hmm. like. But like Offset and Takeoff can rap. Like I don't know, but people don't see that they can they can rap. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Beth Hardison, Faith Newman, two legends in the game. Right. Of their respective games. Put some respect on their name. Put some respect on their name and Google them. Find out more about them. And don't and Google Faith Newman a little harder because like she's not so bad. Yeah, put in I Faith can't Newman. Say that enough. I struggled. <laughs> put in, put in Faith Newman one. Illmatic and that'll give you right. the results you, results you want. Hey Ed. What up? Do you have an education for this week? I do. Um, it, these are crazy times where we're all inside of our houses, and we're all trying to do what we can to for us to survive. But I also want to remind people that you know, just to don't do this just for yourself, do this for other people. Like for me, why quarantine myself and I stay inside? My, I'm not thinking about me per se. I'm thinking about 
you know, like my girlfriend who has exercise-induced asthma, which isn't that severe, but she's more worse off than me. I think about my mom. Exercise-induced asthma. Yeah. So when she works out, she... She needs to puff a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, I think about her, like, it's not that severe, but it's worse off than me. I think about, like, my mom or my siblings or just people out there that may have... um that may have um, older people or people that are immunocompromised, people that have HIV or whatever. You know, I, I think that like my my habits or my um, behaviors, if I am infected, not know about it, because that's happening a lot too. A lot of people are being infected, don't know if they're being infected, but they're infected. So I think that it's not, you're not doing this for yourself, you're doing this for the people out there. So I think I want to say that, that that goes into if you're going out and buying food, like don't take all the milk in the fucking thing because there's that because there's some out there like think about other people because it's not just about you and if you or if you do have a stockpile be be willing to give it to the people that may not have as much as you because it's not about your survival it's about everyone's survival like we're doing this for everyone like if, i think if we think about everyone then we'll all come out of the, we'll all come out on the other side of this in better shape than if we're just thinking about ourselves and i think that it's easy to in times of panic and scary times to just think about like what you can do for you to survive. But I think it's all about, we're all in this together because we are a society. So we all have to look after, out for one another. So I want everyone to stay safe. So, again, shout out to everyone out there that has to work, the first responders, um, the medical professionals out there having to, having to work down the front lines, exposing themselves day in and day out. People that are like in testing lines, people that are in working in hospitals, Without you doing this, this would be way worse than it is. The people that are in the service industry um, that are still working at grocery stores, making sure that people have like supplies and food. Um, fast food industry too. Fast food industry still too. Still out there. Like um, just everyone. I mean, like even the police that are out there that are still policing the streets and making sure that these are safe. Even because that's what crimes happening with all oh, this yeah. going on. Like so, I probably mean, even more so. Yeah, th- this thing is affecting every industry. So my boy, to my boy, young Corona out there, and like, like, working in the trucking industry, yeah. like everyone's getting deliveries. That, that dude's working double, triple time. So yeah. shout out to you. Yeah, my buddy Lewis is struggling right now because his industry might get his job might get shut down. Yeah, man. I mean, so I just wanted people to hang in there, um, look out for one another, uh, and like we'll we'll get past this. This is a tough time. It's a dark time, but we'll, we'll get past it. Like we've been through, we've 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 been through worse things. Um, this is really a dark time, but we'll get past it. Just gotta hang in there and just look out for another. All right. There you have it, folks. Another week. Trying to get back to semi normality. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Just keep rocking with us. Keep fucking with us. Yeah. Uh, check out our Instagram account at State Your Take, Twitter at State Your Take, Facebook at Go Fuck Yourself Facebook. Um, <laughs> check out our store. Our merch store. Oh, actually, don't check out our merch store because I just got an email the other day that all of the factories in North America are being shut down. Oh, yeah, man. So don't even worry about it. Everyone, like, ever, like, save your money. It's in everyone, man. Um, but it'll be back. It'll be back. It'll check be out back. our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed You got nothing but time to listen to it now. You got so nothing shit. but time. Um, and subscribe to it. Let us know that you like it. Um, because we got a lot of music on there and we want to kind of extend our personalities through our musical tastes. That's kind yeah. of what we do that for. Yeah. DeAndre, um, DeAndre Hopkins, um, I don't know if you listen to this, but if you do, man, like, thank you thank you for your time here. 
I'm sorry that they that, that he didn't die, man. Thank you for your time with Houston Texans. I mean, you're just making it sound like he's passed I away. Or I'm something. saying like he's. Good. I'm like, I wish you well in in Arizona. You got a new quarterback there. You got a veteran um, receiver you're working with. There. I'm sure you're gonna do well. Yeah. Fucking Texans forever. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, share the podcast. Tell a friend. Tell one friend. If everybody tells one friend, we can grow this by. Uh, one friend. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's 100%, 200%. I don't know. Whatever. And um, you can donate. Check the link in the show notes if you want to hit a donation. Um, so there you go. That's our show. Hope you liked it. We'll see you next week. Later, y'all. You know what we don't do? We don't introduce ourselves. Oh. I'm thinking about maybe we like end the show with like a little bit of like a, oh, man, oh, Aaron, you listen to the or some kind of like tag i don't know is that stupid is that a bad idea or are we too far in our names are in the, in the title though yeah but they don't know which one of us is all right ed. i'm ed and i'm aaron this day you take Gamma Gator productions <laughs>